0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.
1: This episode of Content is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio.
2: Hi, I'm Sarah Malcolm. I'm the COO of the Content Funnel. And what I love about content is a chance for me to tell my story in a genuine way. And it's a way for me to learn about others beyond their business personas.
3: How do you create content that is useful in marketing in a way that is unique and specific to an industry? Much of it has to do with coming from an authentic space and focusing on the person or business and not the topic or title. Coming up, you'll hear from one of the top executives of a content marketing company offering solutions for real estate companies and professionals writing high-quality real estate blogs, press releases, social media posts, and more. She shares why. Long-term relationships are key. Why it's a long-term play, not just a focus on the immediate impact to build out a presence. The importance of being consistent and specific. And how to guide clients to be successful in spite of what may be unrealistic strategies or goals. The sense of partnership that has been an important ingredient in success. As well as crucial elements to build a meaningful following, creating an influencer versus someone with a following, and why incentives and skin in the game beats toolkits.
1: From New York City, you're listening to Content is Your Business Conversations with industry leaders and influencers, covering the strategy and innovation of brand storytelling.
3: Sarah, so happy to have you. Thank Thank you for joining us. Um, My name is Amber Mundinger. I'm the COO and head of partnerships at The Artist Den. And with me is Dahlia Strom, founder of Rethink Connect. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for being here. And with me is Natasha Chollerton-Brown, COO of Clipping.
0: Hey, everyone. Great to be here.
3: So why is the real estate industry looking at content as such a powerful tool right now? Well, content...
2: It's really the same in every industry, right? It's telling your story, you know, telling your brand story to others, you know, whatever you have to sell, content is a way to create genuine information to then hopefully have that lead come back to you. And and that's really what content is about in real estate. So we have we service many clients where they're trying to either Um, sell something specifically. They're trying to promote their brand. They're trying to, um, you know, create a better, a bigger presence online. And that's really kind of what they're using content to do. So it really comes down to their goals and objectives. And in the real estate industry, you kind of assume everyone has the same goals and objectives, right? Mm -hmm. With using content. And that's simply not true. It's completely all over the board. So.
4: So, um, I know that you like you try to look at content through a different lens and you have like um these amazing collaborations with different companies. How are you able to kind of elevate co- content for the real estate industry because content can come off as boring, right? Like we can literally just put together like a white paper and uh, just kind of like use that as filler content for SEO purposes. but you try to be more creative. Can you tell us an example of how you do that?
2: Yeah, so one thing that we do is we um how we approach it is we look at data, first of all. So what is the industry interested in? What are they looking for? And we, you know, a lot of the times we'll base our content off of that. And then once, you know, we have a conversation and we start a relationship with the client, they'll say, you know, we're looking to do X, Y, Z. And we're saying, okay, what can we do that's different for you in particular based off your goal and objective to, you know, whether it's a blog, it's a podcast, shout out to mouth media. We just did a uh, partnership with them. Um, You know, whether it's a white paper, an ebook, really, you know, a TV show, we've, we've done that before um, video segments. And, and we kind of, you know, we, we approach it that way so we can see what they're looking for. And then, we base it off that, if that answers the question. So, when, yeah,
4: it kind of does. And I think that you did you did a great uh, – or one of the companies that you were working with did something really interesting during CRE Tech um, where they were able to get people to stop in their tracks and, like, create user-generated content because that's the most difficult thing to happen at a conference. Are you allowed to share what they did or
2: – So at CRE Tech, it was really exciting because we partnered with this company called Atypical. And they're a full marketing agency. And we actually have a joint venture with them. So wherever our services leave off, we partner with them to, to kind of take it from there. And um, they did this really cool mannequin uh, staging at the event. You know, if you want to be different, you, you know, if you want to do something different, if you want something different and out of the box, be atypical. And so mm-hmm. it was a really That's cute funny. campaign. Yeah, they had, um, they had a mannequin yeah. fishing off the second level um, you know, over the audience. He had a fishing pole and it oh, was fun. yeah, it was really, really cute and um it really resonated well. It did it was shared on social and um you know, it was really exciting. So again, we try to do some things that are completely different out of the box. We we do have NDAs with all of our clients, so um we don't mention exactly who they mm-hmm. are because we are ghostwriters and we want them to get all of the spotlight and we just wanna be Behind the scenes, making sure that they are su- as successful as possible
0: so how how and why real estate is it just that you guys spotted that there was a big gap in that particular market being serviced, um, or were you up against a lot of competition and you just tro- chose to approach it in a different way?
2: yeah, so it's it's actually a great question. So the news funnel, which owns the content funnel, started as a news aggregator, and that was really filtering news. Um, specifically to the real estate industry. So if you were interested in industrial, you would get industrial only. If you're interested in office, you would get office. If it's residential, if it's um, retail, you know, that's how it works. So when they were, um, my CEO, Michael Beckerman, was pitching this new site called the News Funnel, people really didn't get it (laughs) at all. And they were like, oh, well, can you write my blog? Can you write content? Can you write a press release? Can you do this? And he was like, well, yeah, I guess we can. So that's really how the content funnel started was it was just there was a demand out there. People wanted content. They, you know, they were used to, you know, handling acquisitions and traditional real estate, you know, business that they the creative side is really hard to find in this space. So and we, hard to wrap their head around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like I was just having this conversation. And, you know, if you're. If you're if you have a company, you know you hire an accountant to do your accounting, right? You hire specific people who have specific backgrounds to do what they're good at, right? And so content marketing is the same. So not everyone, most people can't write. Most people can't produce content well. I mean, it takes a special person, a special brain to be able to really translate goals and objectives to content and get results. Right. So it's so that's really kind of how our company started. And we specialize just in real estate and um, which really sets us apart from everybody else. And and that's the one thing that our clients are really excited about because we never we we get approached all the time for other industries and we turn business down. So we're like, no, we're we're just this is our focus. We're just real estate, we're experts, and we have a team of writers and content creators. I
0: was gonna say, so you constantly are seeking experts with deep knowledge to actually support your side of the business exactly. so you can better support the clients, right? Exactly. Do exactly. you see
3: like uh specific trends in content? Like for example, like are more clients coming to you and they're like, oh, I have to have a blog. I need you to help write this. Or I really want, you know, um, help across social media. Like, is there a specific channel or type of content that a lot of people right now are like, I feel like I have to have that. And I'm sure you're guiding them in the right yeah, way. Yeah,
2: b- believe it or not, some people still don't have social media channels.
3: I can't I believe it. That's crazy. That's painful,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's real. It's real, which is amazing for our business. Yeah, and is that because yeah. they're
0: scared and they don't quite know what to do and they don't want to get it wrong? I th- so, no, well, I they think, just haven't got around
2: to it. I think part of it is one is that their business are thriving without it, mm-hmm. and but now it's come to a time where they're saying, "Oh man, I really I should have this right." My people I'm competing against are having this online presence. And I'm missing out on business, which is 100% what's happening. Right. If you're not using it and you're not out there and you're not controlling your narrative, if you're not controlling the conversation about you, you're allowing somebody else to control that conversation.
3: Agreed. And also just engaging with your community, I would think. Exactly. You know, yeah. especially and in real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's example after example after example,
2: just me, of how I've been able to make money just having online relationships. The people that I've met online through this industry, I have been able to turn into an ROI again and again and again and again.
4: So, question, basically um right now like you're you're kind of known to be ghostwriters. How do people find out about you? So, we use
2: social, I have a blog, um, we have an email list. We partner with influencers all the time. We uh, we also have uh, our sister companies, Siri Tech, which is the number one technology event in commercial real estate. And then we have the news funnel. So we cross promote all the time. So we are um, – we're really good at marketing ourselves, which we should be. Yeah, so. And our- it's good to have like a team around you, right? It is. We have a solid team. Yeah. Shout out to Amanda and Lauren. You guys run
0: <laughs> So I'm, I'm always interested on the con- in content businesses. How do you monitor your success? Yes, the client uses the article, uses the blog, you know they have a social media feed, um, they start gathering followers, etc. Mm-hmm. But how internally do you what metrics and KPIs do you put against yourself to rate quality? So every client's different
2: so it's really based on their goals and objectives and so we produce strategies around those goals and objectives and if we're meeting and exceeding those then we're successful so we use data all the time we give monthly reporting of what's working what's not and if something's working we put that on steroids and go in that direction so it's really completely different for every single every single client
4: there are other facets to your business right so you've just launched like a marketplace. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So we um, the one thing that I've
2: seen over the years is kind of created this marketing uh, community. And it really wasn't on purpose, but it was I was before I was at the content funnel. I was with ICSC mm-hmm. and I ran their digital strategy for six years and they really had nothing. And. That was the time back in 2010, 2011, when the CEOs were coming to these marketing folks who have been in these jobs forever saying, we need social media. And they're saying, what? Yeah,
3: like, how are we uh-huh. going to be able to help you?
2: Right. Like, I, I've i been doing marketing for so many years. I just don't know where to start. So they they really came to us, me, and I was mentoring all these marketing folks. And so we, um, that organically, you know, built all these really strong relationships. And then through the years, people saying, okay, I need a speaker. I need, do you know someone who does this? Do you know someone who does that? And I decided, you know what, we should just be the spot for all those questions. So if you need, something specific. If you need Wi-Fi marketing, you're going to go to social sign-in and that's who I send everybody to. So might as well just have that up on the site. If you need podcasting, you're going to go to mouth media. If you need, you know, all of these things that marketers always need. And so we created that community and um, we just launched the marketing marketplace, which I'm super excited Mm. about. And we also have a monthly call. It's called the CRA marketing call stands for commercial real estate marketing. And we've been doing that for two years now. And it's thought leadership, it's education every single month. Um, And all of the top marketing CMOs get together and And are on this call and we share ideas and it's just amazing.
4: I love how collaborative your industry is too, right? Like everybody just keeps
3: wanting to share information as opposed to feeling like they're competing. Which is really interesting because real estate is so competitive. Yeah. I mean – and being at ICSC prior and, you know, kind of seeing that evolution – you know, you mentioned with the marketplace some of these um, companies that you're you're really, like, putting out there to say, like, these are experts in these areas. Are there other people that you feel like from your background or other companies that are really doing it right in key areas um, outside of podcasting and things like that that you're putting into this marketplace or that you just, you know, recommend working with?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Rethink Connect <laughs> – Dolly is one of our partners, and um, she's amazing. I actually just um, she is she
4: is. <laughs> I love this right now. I love you guys. Talk about how amazing, yeah. Dali is.
3: done.
2: <laughs> but yeah, she just she just did some work with a bunch of our clients, and they were super thrilled. And um, I'm trying to trying to go through the list in my head. Um, we have Siri Tech on there, of course. Our sister companies. We have the news funnel. We have um, a drone company. Drones oh. are something
3: that's really yeah a huge need in the mar- oh. it w- from the marketing's perspective. Yeah, um, especially as like somebody's I would assume building a development or like something's you know finalizing to showcase. Mm. Yes, exactly. That's cool.
2: and, yeah, so they're called All In Drones. We have a partnership with the Scene Lab, and they're amazing at storytelling through mm. video. Um, we also partner with other agencies, so um, atypical is one of them, and then um, cone marketing is another. So but everyone that we uh, focus and partner with, they
3: understand our industry in a very deep, genuine way. So next, we'll be talking with everybody about the changing landscape of content. But first, we have a tradition that we hold close to us here, um, breaking bread with a snack from our guest. So, Sarah, what do you have? So, with Valentine's Day being tomorrow, I,
2: and I was baking for a bake sale for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And you, of course. <laughs>
4: I brought Cuter oh my gosh,
2: M&M, M&M so Valentine's Day cookies. And they're homemade that. from scratch. So, so we're all gonna get a sugar high, uh, exactly. Yes. So I apologize. They're they're, and not they're super fresh. They are. And Dolly, do you want to bring these home? No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, you know, one thing I would say is I'm all about being as genuine as possible and transparent. And so, one thing I really strive to do when it comes to snacks specifically, is everything's homemade. So, you know, that's right. So that's really why I thought this was appropriate. And then also I like chocolate. So I feel Same. like it's part of your
4: DNA, right? Like yeah. it's putting the Sarah touch on it. Like mm. that's how you keep things interesting, right? So right down to your snacks, it's it's not just like regular M Ms. It's the pink colored M Ms. But I think that that relates back to you as a whole. Like when you put content together, and you're in a meeting, it, it kind of like spirals. And something like, like the first time somebody would meet you, they'll close a deal immediately just because it has the Sarah touch on it. Well, that's so nice. Well, <laughs> mm. I try.
2: I mean, I really try to really be me and I think that's something that I um you know always hold true to myself and and that's something that I love to get to know other people as well like I really get to know want to know do you have kids like what's your family Mm -hmm. life like you know how did you get to where you are now and I just really enjoy learning about people and really really who they are you know how did you who raised you like how did you become so amazing because your parents had you know Something to do with this, right? Or they didn't, yeah. right? Like whatever that story is, it's just really and you know something that I just love to learn about.
0: So, so I know. want I want to know what you ask your clients. Yeah, you're meeting a client for the first time yeah. or a prospective. Pro- yeah, yeah, what is what are some of those questions you jump into, or do you start there? You always start I with the do. personal. Always start with the personal. Mm. Always, always, always. So that's true.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's not, and it's not a game either. It's real. Like, yeah. and I think that comes across. And I really want to know who they are and how they think, and that helps me help them. Right? right when I know who they are. If you just get right into the business, which is fine, it's not as uh, beneficial to both of us.
3: Yeah, like you're really, as you're talking to them about who they are, you're getting out those kind of intangible pieces that you can use later on when you're crafting that overall story. Right. So it just makes it that much. I mean, to Dolly's point, it's that Sarahness, you know, that yeah. you're taking that and really infusing it. Yeah.
2: And I think, I think, well, I think that also people want to work with people that they like. Agreed. Right. When we're about to, when you're dating somebody, are you just going to jump into the relationship or are you going to like talk a little and get to know each other? And it's the same with clients. You want to like talk and make sure everybody gets along, they like your team, we like their team. I mean, it's it needs to be a very collaborative environment for this to work and to be long-term. We're looking for long-term relationships. We're not looking for just one off here and there.
4: Yeah. You know, cuz it's genuine.
2: We, Right, because the only way to make a huge impact and to be successful, especially in content, is to do it for a long time and be consistent. Totally, it's all that's about how you build building. brands,
4: yeah, that last. So, what's the process? Let's say somebody's interested in. Let's say somebody's just showing interest. Right, they might not necessarily know that they want to work with you, but they they're interested in learning more about you. What's that process like? Yeah, so I mean,
2: so we do this all the time. You know, I usually talk to them as, "Where are your pain points?" Where do you need help? Where are you falling short? And based off of that answer, I say, okay, well, I don't, I, I just don't have time to do social media. Okay, we can help you with that. This is what we offer. You know, we have uh, a team of expert writers that only focus in real estate. We'll create your content calendar. It's really a turnkey approach where we'll do all the work. You just have to review and approve, make sure that we're in line with what you're looking for. And then as that goes on, It's almost to the point where some clients just don't ever review. They're like, you guys, you got it, right? You know our
4: voice. You know who we are.
2: Yeah. And so, and of course that takes time, but we
4: were quick learners. And how much time do you feel like it takes to kind of get get into that groove? I would say like two months probably it just depends on the client so and
2: how you know specific they are so cuz sometimes clients will say okay want this but then they'll change their mind and say you know what i think i'd rather have this so sometimes there's that dance which is perfectly normal and so we just make sure that we're right there to make mm-hmm. sure that we can pivot with them when they're ready
3: are you really working on like i would say it feels like probably especially because these are Relationships that you're investing in long term are a lot of your clients having you do the holistic content strategy. Yes. They come to you for one thing, and then it kind of turns into overall strategy.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So we do have clients where we'll we'll just start with like a few services, and then we'll grow into much more. So that's something that happens, and that's something yeah. we hope that happens, of course, because we're getting to know them, you know, and and we have such a deep vested interest
3: in their business and their success that we wanna grow that relationship. So um, first of all, I'm staring at this amazing cookie that I think we should now dive into this homemade goodness. Coming up, you'll hear about the evolution of influencers and keeping a client headed in the direction of success and why the demand for a million followers may not be realistic or even effective.
4: Entrepreneista, A woman who organizes and operates a business, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. One who has a drive, passion, and vision with an undying determination to succeed. She is fiercely motivated, ambitious, and competitive, forging her own path to independence and success.
3: That's an entrepreneista.
4: Through the Conversations on the entrepreneista podcast, we want to celebrate failures, reflect on successes and get unfiltered about what it takes to be your own boss. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have, with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram, with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneistapodcast.com.
0: I'm fascinated to hear a little bit about how the VR and AR is playing out in your industry. I think early on in this space, going back a a few years now, it was clear there was utility for both of those things. But I'm always interested to see how it actually panned out in reality. Has it really gained traction in the industry? And I think that speaks to a broader transformation of content across content marketing in general. Um, but perhaps we could start with the, the technology side of the Yeah. Business. So I
2: think it depends on what side of real estate you're on. So residential is using VR in a huge way. So Matterport, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Matterport, but you know, I bought my house, you know, recently and I first saw it through a Matterport, um, website and I was able to walk through virtually to see the house that I eventually fell in love with. So, you know, that's something that we've never really been able to do is, you know, turn left, turn right, really feel like you're there. And um, VR has given that experience to um, the end user in a really big, impactful way, especially in in, uh, residential commercial real estate. They're still figuring it out. Still trying to figure out, you know, you know, there's some technology out there where you can, you know, walk a vacant space and, you know, kind of see the, um, space before you actually, you know, fill it with a tenant. And, um, but there's still is the, the use compared to residential. There's no comparison right now. One company that I'm really excited about the AR is Rumi. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I know them really well, and they the things that they're doing is just incredible. And when I first learned about their technology, I went home because I just bought a house, and I was decorating it virtually, and mm. which was really fun to the point – Their app made me feel like when I was looking at my phone and seeing a couch there, like I had to move out of the way,
0: Mm, even though there was no
2: couch there. (laughs) I mean, it feels so authentic and I just love the direction that it's going in. So um, there's still so much more that we can do in this space. Um, So it's really just the beginning.
4: How much time do you think that it saved you to walk through virtually when you were first looking at your house as opposed to going and uh, taking a look at multiple different properties? So I think it was more of like instant
2: gratification. Yeah, you know, if you mm-hmm. see a house and you're like, "Oh, I want to see that right now!" Like you're, especially in the home buying process, you're very, very excited. Yes, yeah, so you're able to kind of just like dive in right, right. away. Right. So there's yeah. no wait time. Mm-hmm. I can just fall in love way earlier than I
0: probably should have. Right. And you can go back <laughs> repeatedly. Right. Yes. Whereas you go and see a house once, you walk away. Right, and if you're you're like relying on your memories, right, and you're like, wait, what was that room? What was it? It's like
2: it allows you to be inappropriately obsessive about you know something that you're falling in love Mm -hmm. with,
0: which is
4: probably what they want. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So you saw the house you you did the virtual walkthrough, and Mm -hmm. then how quickly did that convert to a sale? That
3: day. That day. Wow. Put an offer that day. That's powerful. That That is powerful.
0: The the power of technology, right? Yeah, it
3: really is changing the residential space.
0: Yeah, it was actually the connect the emotions, and
3: it was Mm. the first house we looked at. Wow, (laughs) wow, it is beautiful. You have like this wraparound porch; it's beautiful. Cool.
2: It was a diamond in the rough for sure. So we we got lucky. That's amazing.
3: And how I guess, like you know, to to that question, obviously, there's so much that's transforming you know, content and just with technology in the industry that you're in, but just overall, like what do you see changing like in the landscape of content globally, like both just generally and what's happening in real estate? I
2: think influencers is the biggest
3: opportunity and transformation
2: in our industry. What we've seen, and we've actually built some of the influencers from the ground up, which has been really amazing to see. I I now know once you start with someone who has nothing and you build their persona, you build their content, you put it out consistently, you, you know, help them with their voice, how long it actually takes to become an influencer, which is pretty cool. And how long is that? About a year. A year to like really get your name out there and two years, you're a big deal. But this is
4: specific to real estate.
2: Real estate specifically, yes.
4: And how – so walk us through this process. Like how do you become an influencer in the real estate industry? So
2: it's quite a few things. One is that you're putting content out regularly. So if you're listening right now and you're like, I want to become an influencer, I would say start a blog, right? And your blog needs to be consistent. It needs to be every single week. Every single month. I mean, it just needs to be consistent on a regular basis. I think having an online presence on social and all the major platforms where your audience lives, which is key, where does your audience live? Um, You know, and in real estate, it's Instagram, it's Twitter, it's LinkedIn and Facebook.
4: Yeah. I think we forget about those other platforms. You do. Yeah. so, which one do you think is the most the most important? Do you think Instagram specifically? or – So, which is funny. So, when you look at all the platforms and you know look
2: at all the reporting that we do, the most organic engagement is happening
4: on Instagram. Interesting. <laughs> I would think LinkedIn would be a big driver yeah, so too. It, it really is if you pay.
2: What do you ah. mean? You mean like – So if you're a company brand, if you're a company like, and you're trying to promote your your profile, right. you have to pay to play on LinkedIn. But if you're an individual and you have a lot of connections, um, utilizing your team, not just your company for your content mm-hmm. is key as well. What does that look like? So if a company is writing a blog and they're posting it on their LinkedIn, is making sure that your employees are sharing that content as well. Yeah. And Absolutely. the key is driving traffic not to your LinkedIn – to your website, yeah, that is probably the biggest mistake I'm seeing um, people make right now is that they're driving. They're like, follow me on Instagram, follow me
3: on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and really, you don't own those platforms. Yes, yeah, so you're not you're you're not driving somebody <laughs> to like one focal owned piece. Right. I mean, how hard is it right now to start a Facebook page? And get a ton of followers right now really
2: hard. Pay I to mean, play so yeah, all the way yep. right yeah. with with little to no budget. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. how impossible it's like I'm not even going to go to Facebook right now if if that's the situation. I have right. no money. Yeah, right. And it's it's unfortunate, and we've all I'm we've all made this mistake. I'm sure we've built up these Facebook pages in the past, and now you can't even reach them unless you pay. Right. It's funny right. that
4: you mentioned Twitter. So you find that like especially in your community, yes. Twitter's such a big resource. Still, yes big time. So it's a great way to have like these
2: ongoing one-on-one personal relationships. And Twitter is where I have found the most relationship building opportunities Hmm. to have that conversation. There's a, we have a community on Twitter, especially in commercial real estate marketing. And we are constantly going back and forth talking about whatever, you know, whenever. And it's again, just about building that relationship, that trust, and, um, you know, keeping the conversation going where I found the most ROI with my content is LinkedIn. So people, and it's not from my company, it's from my personal. Sure. Um, on that. right. Because, because it's all there's, about relationships. Right. I yeah, get, I get hit on up one. on LinkedIn weekly. Hey, I saw your blog on this. We actually need help on social. Can you help me? Right. And we're super on top of responding.
3: Yeah. I, I found that even just, and I've seen an uptick in, um, direct messaging on LinkedIn, you know, and that direct like meeting happens out of that yes. one LinkedIn message. Yep. Yes. Especially like over the past like six plus months. Yeah. Even more so.
2: The but, one thing I want to say about that is just if anybody's listening, if you are using LinkedIn as a tool for lead gen, just do a little bit of homework before you reach out to somebody. Agreed. Sure. Because yeah, like, it is just super do, like, frustrating. Random. Yeah. When you get somebody in your inbox and you're like you're offering me content marketing services i'm yeah. like to the coo of the content funnel
3: <laughs> no it's true yeah. i actually had recently to that point somebody sent me a message about um i think it was like building up your network but yeah. it was specific actually it was Fairly gender specific, like to men, and I was like, "You realize that I'm a woman, (laughs) and (laughs) let's be clear, this is really insulting that you felt like you should send me a direct message." Yeah,
4: (laughs) I agree. Those messages can almost just feel like you're throwing things at the wall to see what sticks.
3: That was was me and ARP for a while, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, "Please stop! Please stop! I'm not even close yet."
0: We're much (laughs) more discerning on LinkedIn, aren't we? About that's who true. and curating yeah. that network?
4: That's the who one you let area in and who you don't. Because- yeah, that's the one area that I I'm very very specific on who I accept. Yep. So um, I appreciate when somebody actually spends the time to include a note when they're sending mm-hmm. a LinkedIn app, uh, invitation because I feel like they they actually really legitimately want to connect as opposed to scrolling through their feed and hitting connect connect yeah. connect. So Sarah, I've been in the fashion space for a long time, and fashion influencers I feel like are probably really different. than... Than influencers in real estate. How how do they differ? So I think fashion influencers are more B2C
2: and real estate's more B2B. So you're Is not a good way gonna, of putting it. Yes. So you're really not gonna see millions of followers okay. in real estate. So and you don't want to. You wanna have your core audience. And so the, the influencers that we have, especially in commercial real estate. You know, are anywhere from like twenty to forty thousand followers on each platform. Friends,
4: right? Friends. Yeah,
2: friends. <laughs> friends. Friends, and um, and they have a very genuine, deep relationship and conversation ongoing with their friends on their on their our followers.
0: <laughs> Do you have people coming to you with unrealistic expectations about what their following should or could be? Yes, I was sitting in a meeting a few years
2: ago um, with a company and they said, we want a million followers in three months.
3: Wow. I want that too. How do we make that happen? (laughs) (laughs) What's the secret? There's no secret. (laughs) You can't. Right.
2: Right. So, and I mean, I, I told them, I said, even if you got Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, and, you know, all of their musician friends to tweet about your company, the problem is you're not, like your your real estate, you're not going to. Yeah, you're not genuine, attract
3: right and to, that audience, that audience. Yeah,
2: and our industry is only so big. I think understanding perception, and that's been a, a huge um, misconception. Is you know because you've got these CEOs going, why don't we have a million followers? And you're like, well, the industry is not that big, and so we just put out a benchmark report, which is something that has been on my to do list for a long time. And we um, we picked a sample from every industry. So we did, uh, you know, industrial, office, retail, prop tech, associations. Everyone in the space of what platforms they're on, how many followers they have. So people could really see what what the reality was versus perception.
4: That's amazing. Mm, yeah. What kind of response did you um,
3: um, get off of
4: that?
2: Amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, because there's nothing like it, and um, it was something that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I wanted it, I'm sure other people want it as well. Right. And because I want to know, like, well, how many followers is this this? Comp- what should I? I We have nothing to compare. To compare. Yeah. yeah. And we can't compare ourselves to, you know, these these companies that have millions of followers. It's not the same industry.
1: It's
4: Do you think not. you're going to release a benchmark report every year?
2: Yes. That's why we call mm. it the 2018.
4: benchmark report. <laughs> 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 But and now it, you created the template. So now you just have
0: to update it.
2: Exactly. And we, um, and, you know, selfishly speaking, we got a lot of leads from that. A that's lot. interesting. And yeah. it's yeah. also a great sales tool for us.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's you, know? you becoming an influencer in your space. You're becoming the authority. Right. Yes, exactly. So I just want to jump back to the LinkedIn conversation, if I could, because I'm fascinated to understand how you draw the balance in creating the profile for yourself and what you ask of your teams to do in their profiles. Because it's very different if you're writing a profile saying, this is me and I'm looking and these skills are available to anyone else who wants them, as opposed to using it in the leads funnel where it's crafted more as a, an intro to the organization they're working for and it's come and talk to us. Is there... um? Is there difficulty in getting organizations to do that within their teams yeah. so that they can benefit more from it, or do you get do you get regular pushback from that? So there's a couple ways to do it, and we we do this for clients.
2: So some will you know will will post on behalf of their C suite, right? And so we'll we'll have all of their accounts in Hootsuite, you know, and we'll. Post all the content to all of their personal profiles, so they don't have to. Is is when you're asking a bunch of people to do something for you? Good luck, right? You have to have an easy like way to cat. execute mm-hmm.
4: it. Yeah, you need like buy-in too, right? Because mm-hmm. the last thing you want to
2: do is spending your time babysitting. So the best way to do it is to have access. Now, some people are not going to give you access because if you're looking for a job on LinkedIn, and that's a great way to you know to kind of get that exposure. Right. Having their LinkedIn account might. You know, have some problems. So, yeah. but the best way to do it is to go ahead and post for mm-hmm.
4: them. But so, let's say they don't let you post for them. Is do, do you feel like if you put together like almost like instructions, like these are some great links to like share, content, or like links. yeah, like use this as like a template? Do you feel like that actually increases uh, the desire to want to post or share more? So the honest answer is no. Okay, and I've done this before many times and the
2: best way to do it is to create some sort of um incentive to get people to post. Okay. So whether you have like a monthly contest, whoever posts the most content gets entered to win an extra vacation day, right? Something like that. Something where people are incentivized. A good contest. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's an internal and it also <laughs> creates it's also great for, you know, bringing teams together and collaboration and or getting them featuring them on your company's profile. So if you're featuring the team, that also really helps, and people love that content. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, behind That's the scenes point. company uh, posts do the best. Why? Why do you think that is? I think because people. It comes back to our first, you know, topic of discussion. People want to know who these people are behind the company and they also recognize faces so if you recognize somebody and you're like i mean think about it when you guys post something and your face
3: is on it i mean
2: just the people on your your friends your facebook page like oh that's awesome
3: right sure and then it's like the curiosity but also like the support of your yes your your friend base you know that that following and i think i've even had people say you don't you don't post enough like of you being like at the front You Mm -hmm. post more behind the scenes. We like it when you do more of yourself. Right. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, I know, because you know. it
2: will feel self-serving, right? Exactly, especially yeah. on your personal like Facebook page. You're like, right. look your how amazing I am, right? Exactly. But-
4: <laughs> I don't know why, but that's the one area that I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable posting the most. Like Instagram, I feel like I almost use it a little bit more as a business tool, but so, not on Facebook, but not as much on Facebook. Hmm. LinkedIn, more so. Um, but for some reason, when it comes to Facebook, I feel like, and maybe I'm a little bit scarred from many years ago. I launched a company. It was called Cozy Wallet. And I would share everything from that. And I actually found that people felt like it was too promotional. So they they really liked me as a person, but they would either unfollow me or mute me because they just didn't there wasn't the content that they felt like seeing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that's kind of something that I hold to that platform. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram it's almost like people that are more interested in that content based on the algorithm, I know that I'll populate higher.
3: Right. So we've talked a lot about just now, you know, shaping your own individual brands and how to really cultivate that and things that really work well. When you're working with larger brands or companies, um, how do you go about shaping that content and really working with that brand to to push them a bit um, to do things that they may not think or wa- you know they need or want to do um, in the space? Yeah, well, I think we're in a,
2: we are in a unique. Position because we only focus on real estate. So we know the industry so well that I know exactly what's going to perform. Like we just automatically know. Like we know top lists are going to perform. We know, we just, we have the go-tos that we're like, yep, this is going to perform, this is going to perform, this is going to perform. And, you know, because we've done it for ages, right? And it just
3: really doesn't shift. In that space. It
2: doesn't. Like it's really kind of crazy. That's kind of I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. So we know like exactly what works and what doesn't, because we've been doing it for so long and this industry is the audience is really predictable, which is a great thing, right? It's a great They're thing just for us. It's great
3: when you're curating
2: content. <laughs> right. So but um but we still have to be creative. We still have to bring new ideas to the table. We just have to do it in a different unique way for each client. And everybody has their own story to tell. So it never feels the same, which is great.
0: Do you find that clients are regularly questioning the value of content? Let's say, let's say perhaps they they want to rebrand or they know they need to rebrand. They're not quite sure how to do it. Um, do you find that most people come to the table with a real openness to understanding what it really takes to get through that process and are willing to put the dollars behind it? Or are they, do they generally go in cheap?
2: Yeah. So I think it, it depends on who we're talking to. I think when it comes down to like the individual who wants to be an influencer, right? They like, well, can we just do it for a month and see how it goes? And we're like, well, no. I mean, we'll gladly take your money for a month, but you're really wasting your time.
3: Right, you're not going to see the full benefit.
2: No, you're not going to see any benefit. I mean, you need time. Yeah. You have to build your brand. And that takes time, consistency, and great content, which we produce. So um, so that's where I see, you know, to kind of answer your question, yes, some people come in and they don't understand really what it takes. But that's when we, you know, sh- we show them benchmark reports. We have case studies that we share with them. Um, you know, we have all of these things that we can say, okay, well, this is what we've done. This is how this is performed. So you can kind of see what you're going to
4: get when you work with us. Have you ever had to turn down a client because your ideals and objectives just don't align and what, what's that like?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's when you say like, you know, is it sometimes, you know, we just spoke about, is it hard to kind of convince somebody that you need content and how valuable it is? Those are not really the type of content clients that we want it's almost like folks that don't have marketing right they don't believe in marketing they don't get it so we're not in the business of convincing people right because that's just never it's just the relationship's never going to work right Right. if you have to convince them and they either get it or they don't we can help educate them and show them the value Um, but we're definitely not going to sit there and say you need this you need this you need this you need this um because there's a lot of people who get it and want it, and, and they're benefiting from it.
3: <laughs> Coming up, crucial elements to building a meaningful following and creating an influencer versus someone with a following, as well as why incentives and skin in the game beats toolkits.
4: If you like funny people talking, I think maybe you should check us out.
3: That's Elsie, the producer for Funny People Talking. I'm Mark raco I'm one of the hosts. And also with me is...
4: Danielle, I'm one of the other hosts. And you know what, Elsie? I actually think you're a funny person. And on the show, you do talk. So it really lives up to its name.
3: So if you love great interviews that have a lot of heart, improv comedy, and just a really fun discussion, you should check out the podcast funny people talking on mouth media network and wherever the best podcasts are found because i think this is one of the best podcasts don't you Elsie? well duh what about you danielle
4: well duh
3: and what about you all the listeners out there so you must believe all these people we don't lie at all but we are funny listen to funny people talking every monday and really anytime it's a podcast
4: yeah and we don't lie
3: So now we get to t- talk a little bit more about you, Sarah, a little bit less about content and, you know, the global state of what's going on in content. So I think, Dahlia, to you. Uh,
4: so, Sarah, you have a twin sister who's also in real estate. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys compare notes? Are there opportunities for you guys to work together? Um, what, what does that relationship look like? Yeah, so we bounce stuff
2: off each other all the time. So I'm like, what do you think of this? She's like, what do you think of this? And we just go back and forth. I, love that. I know it's
0: <laughs> hot shot team. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's they kind of a amazing. Team.
2: Yeah. She's a partner at um, a shopping center firm that owns over a hundred properties, uh, retail. And so she's just a rock star. I'm so proud of her. And, um, but yeah, we, we, we work together. We collaborate all the time, even with some of our partners, who they're questioning something and they really want to hear an owner and developer's perspective. I'm like, hold on, let me throw it to my twin sister. And I just get her on and I'm like, she's so used to this. And I'm like, hey, Susan, what do you think about this? And they're just and then they just you know I've I've done this a handful of times and she so expects it. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you guys are you identical? Identical. Do, do per people... per twenty three and me, we did the twenty three and me. And they confirmed we were identical twins. Do people confuse you? No. We look different now just because of life and, Uh
3: you know, three babies later. I love it. We're not identical. But I feel like probably like being, you know, in the same industry and, you know, to your point, like bouncing things off of each other, you must in a way like know each Mm -hmm. other so well that you kind of like finish each other's sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Are we twins?
0: <laughs> so,
4: well,
2: I, it's funny. I, um, I, There's a funny story. When I first got into the industry, she was already in the industry in 2010. And um, I was at ICSC and I'd go to the events and everyone would think I was her. And then through the years, I became a thought leader and the reverse started to happen and I was so excited to rub it in her face. <laughs> I was like, "Now everybody!" Because everyone's like, "Sarah to Susan," and They're I like, was like, "Back at you!" Yes, <laughs> finally,
3: finally, I'm in a in a better place. So. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys are obviously such a dynamic duo. But in terms of for yourself, uh, personally, like, do you have somebody in in real life that's like your superhero? I would say my husband.
2: Yes, he is my rock. He's a creative director at McCann, Echo. And um, so it's, you know, being in a creative world, it's amazing having a husband to kind of bounce off those ideas. So I would say he's probably my number one go-to. I also, um, from a mentor's perspective, my mom. So she Mm. is also in the industry, it's a whole family affair. <laughs> it is. she was pres- yes. she was President and COO of Regency Centers. And she was one of the first women um, she worked at Macy's and Burdine's back in the day, and she was one of the first women in on the executive team in Federated. So she was breaking through the glass ceiling before a lot of of women were. So she is a pretty impressive lady. So she I had a front row seat to how to grow a business, how to grow a team, how to manage um, from a very, very young
3: age. It's amazing. It's a powerhouse. What yeah.
0: would you say to your kids when they're at an appropriate age to have this conversation? What's the, what are the learnings from your mother and from your sister, from your own life, from your mentors that you would want to share with them? I think the biggest is to be true to who you are.
2: Um, I think being a good person through it cuz you know sometimes agreed. When people are trying to climb the ladder, they can climb over each other and not side by side. And I and that's one thing I learned from my mom is that I saw her do it gracefully and she was always such a great person. She never backstabbed anybody and she always did the right thing. And so that was that always you know, sat with me. I thought that's just how everybody was until I came into the real world after college. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's such a special thing.
2: Yeah. Not every leader is a good person.
4: Right.
2: I mean, they're just – I know that sounds terrible, but it's just – But it's – No, it's it's true. true.
4: And the one thing that I can say that's probably my favorite thing about you is how um, everybody, like, around you really rallies and supports you right down to your team. How do you – how do you maintain such a strong and, like, generous and giving culture within your team? So
2: I – some people will probably not like me for saying this, but I was a cheerleader in high school. I apologize. I, know.
4: <laughs> I was one of no, those people. No judgment.
2: Neither. No judgment. No <laughs> apology. So I think, you know, I'm just naturally a cheerleader. Like I see someone and I want everyone to be successful around me. So I'm always like, you're an amazing person. I love what you do. I love who you are. How can I make you more successful? And that's just how I roll. I mean that's just you know and I think that just comes back to me you know yeah, in a very a, genuine way. You're a cheerleader yeah. for
0: them not I am. just yourself and that's yeah. kind of the differentiation yeah. right?
2: Even in our strategy for a company that's part of our strategy is we want to cheer on the marketing people within our industry so we do top lists we we have this uh meet the creators of the industry I'm constantly putting those folks because Think about it. How often do marketers get, like, the short end of the stick? Yeah. True. Right? Yep. They're, like, yeah. they're doing all – they're the face behind this brand. They're doing everything that everybody sees, yet they get no recognition, and they – and and then, uh, you know, they really get, like, the crap job sometimes too, yeah. right? Like, you're planning an event. The food wasn't good enough, and you're, like, oh, my gosh right like that's what you're talking about as the CEO of the company yes. like the food wasn't good enough like, like think so, about
3: all of these other things
2: right mm-hmm. right to cheat. exactly so i made it a personal personal mission to make sure that i'm showing these faces to the world saying look how
3: amazing they are because they are mhm yeah now with all of that i mean you're you know, a cheerleader for other people. You have little kids. Yes. You have a full-time job. Yes. Like, What do you do to stay grounded, to have downtime for yourself? I don't have downtime for myself. Or to even like <laughs> That's have the like a minute, you know, is it waking up at 5 a.m. just to be able to to do some things like solo? Yeah, I, I would say I
2: probably just to be Perfectly blind is I don't have any solo time that much. Mm-hmm. We do hire babysitters every once in a while, and we'll sneak out for Date a couple night. of hours. Date night, Yep. yes. You're and doing I am all movies too. We do. We go to a lot of movies, so it'll be a Friday night, and I'll I'll get a babysitter, and I'll just say, "Let's go to the movies," <laughs> and then we just go there, and I just stare, and we don't talk. <laughs>
3: See, that's your quiet time. Yes, yeah, so that is <laughs> it's so. You're okay, right. It's do also have like you
4: have to be disconnected, right? Like yes. right. you can't answer your phone. You can't be responsive to text messages or emails. And I yeah. think that that's a good way to mm-hmm. kind of like detox. And, just, and I need that. Yeah. yeah I do.
2: I need, I need time to like let my brain rest. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I sleep. You know,
4: that's my downtime, <laughs> which is important. <laughs> so, are there any like uh, resources that you would recommend that keep you inspired? That's a really great question. So I, it's
2: really, right now, Instagram is really my biggest inspiration. And I follow people that either make me laugh, make me think, I learn, I always want to stay as creative as possible, because I feel like that's who I am at the core. So if somebody you know, if there's an Instagram account that makes me die laughing, that's awesome because I feel like that turns on something in my brain to be able to think differently. And um, if I, you know, if someone has a beautiful Instagram account where visually it's just amazing, you know, that's something else that I like to help, you know, kind of grow my brain and, and kind of think differently to be able to do good work on my end.
4: So who should we be following? Who's funny?
2: Um, Amy Schumer. Okay.
4: <laughs> For sure. So,
2: mm-hmm. my guilty pleasure is Cardi B right now. Oh. Her
0: Instagram, oh, she's I fine. love it.
4: She is her so Instagram funny. Her Instagram
3: is amazing. I just, the, I was listening the one to her about, music last night. She breaks
2: every media rule ever. Like she's a PR nightmare. I mean, think
4: about what she said at the Grammys. Yes, it's awesome. Right, <laughs> so good. Wait, is she a PR nightmare or is she a, the PR like success story? Because she's continuously giving. Well, when people I say yeah. when I say yeah. PR nightmare, she's a PR
2: representative's nightmare. Yeah, you can't <laughs> control She's her. not a nightmare. Yeah. No. Yes. No, you can't cause She does because when you're like, she's oh, say she's, what you Right. When Nicki Minaj was saying all that stuff, every celebrity would just stay quiet and not say anything. She's like, nope. I'm going to say something. And I love how genuine and open. That's what that's what I want as a consumer. It's not that I want the drama and the juice. I mean, that's entertaining as well. Right. But I really want the, the authenticity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want to know who you are. And as a result, she's just, I mean, she's catapulting into oh. just stardom. Yeah, she's a superstar. Yeah. So and now- she came from this like random reality show from nothing, which oh, I yeah. also watched.
0: So, I love so let's pretend before kids. <laughs> Your previous. So let's pretend fun. you, Sarah, are on stage speaking to this vast audience, and you have the option of being controversial, a thought leader, and uh, making people think. You have the option to make them laugh to entertain them. What would you choose in that moment? Laugh, a thousand percent. And you know, when
2: I present, my goal is to. Make them laugh because that helps everybody's guard go down. Mm-hmm. And when when your guard is down, you really start to retain and listen. And then you learn, right? Right. So that would be my goal.
3: Yeah. So if you had one final thought that you wanted to leave everyone with, like what, just opening it up, like what would you like to share? I would say
2: if you're producing content, is to be as authentic as you can. Don't be afraid to talk about your personal life. Don't be afraid to say I'm a mom. Don't be afraid to say I'm married. Don't be afraid that's what people relate to. Cause everybody's, I mean, everybody's a mom. I mean you either have a mom or you are a mom. I mean everybody has that. So it's it's relatable, you know, like it just be who you are, be authentic, and people will listen to what you have to say.
3: And then who are the types of people that you're looking to connect with more? You know, if you know, there you know, were people that we could help connect you with or, you know. Yes. So
2: I'm always looking for partners for the marketing marketplace. Um, we're looking for clients. So if you need help with content marketing, if you need help with anything in marketing and your focus is real estate, definitely reach out to me. My um, email is Sarah. At thecontentfunnel.com. Um, you can check out our website, contentfunnel.com, and um and follow
4: you on Instagram.
2: Yeah, about <laughs> Sarah Malcolm. Love it. Yeah, thank you.
4: Thanks for being here, Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great.
3: So thank you to everyone for joining us on this lovely journey today. Um, and thank you on behalf of myself and Dahlia Strom.
4: Thanks everybody. Hope to
0: hear your stories on Instagram.
3: And Natasha Chollerton-Brown.
0: Thanks, everyone. Fabulous conversation. Can't wait for the next.
3: And, of course, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. It's been awesome. And on my end, thank you for listening. This is Amber Mundinger. So ciao. Talk to you soon.
1: You've been listening to content is your business to suggest guests or content for this show, or to become a sponsor, email us at at network.com. And episodes are available on our website, contentisyourbusiness.com, and wherever the best podcasts are found. Produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thank you for listening.
0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.